The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Raymer, and today I'm joined by Eugene Marshall, founder and CEO of Magnolia Tech Services. Yes, indeed. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be in the building. I, You know what? From the day I met you, I just got a great aura from you. So I'm really honored and excited to have other people experience your aura. Absolutely. You know, aura comes in, in two waves. You can uh, physically see it and feel it, mm. but you can also hear it as well. And I'm, and I'm glad that I'm going to be able to share my aura uh, with our listeners today. Love it. I yeah. love it. So tell me a little bit about your personal development and how you believe your pillars of personal development are really a foundation for success. Yeah. Personal development is, is everything to me because you have to work on yourself. You have to train. Mm. If you're not training, then you're not going to be able to get in position to accomplish your goals. Mm. And for a lot of folks that are um, not comfortable with their situation, for example, let's just say if you're not comfortable with what's inside your bank account, your bank account is nothing more, nothing less, but a reflection of what you know. Mm. So, there's a saying that goes, the more you learn, the more you earn. Mm. The more you know, the more you can grow. Right. And the more you grow, the more the cash flows. So you have to prioritize personal development. That's everything to you getting from where you are right now to accomplishing your goals. And that personal development is the training that you have to do in between. I agree. I agree. And I think that making that a non-negotiable is so important because if you don't take the time for yourself, mm. then you're really never going to achieve greatness. Yeah. Personal greatness, right? Yeah. Cool. Cool. And how do you apply that to your industry and real estate? You know, um, first things first, I, I want to see what the competition is doing. Okay. So... And when I say competition, I'm just talking about other people that are in the business uh, providing affordable housing for individuals and businesses that need it. And I'm always out there looking to see what's going on, you know, what's trendy right now in the market and how are people financing if inflation's it's not inflation, but excuse me, if interest rates are high, are folks getting creative now and they're not doing subject to deals and not buying traditionally? Mm. So I'm always trying to figure out how to really stay um, up to date with what the competition is doing. Mm. But more importantly, is really understanding that hey, Eugene, if you want to be at the top of your game, you gotta train. Mm-hmm. You have to stay current, and you have to be willing to pivot, like from what I'm hearing from you, constantly learning and adapting to the market and how to still, how to create opportunity. There we go. Out of- I like that. Yeah, creating the opportunity out of whatever challenge may be um, in in, in the industry. Yeah. So who are some people that you go to as either motivation or uh, staying current? You know, for, for motivation, I always tell folks that you should have your own personal board of directors, board of advisors that you go to uh, when you need it most. 
and not just for personal things, but for uh, your business endeavors as well. So I go to mentors. Mm-hmm. And mentor doesn't necessarily mean somebody older than you, somebody younger than you, somebody the same age as you. A mentor is somebody that can give you, or excuse me, a mentor is somebody that can share experience with you, give you insight in an area that you're not particularly um, knowledgeable in. Mm. And so I have mentors. Joey Backwitz is a, is a mentor of me, uh, for me. Uh, Aaron Mallory is a mentor of me. These are individuals that I've been in the real estate space for a while. They have the experience. They have they have the expertise. They have the know-how, and they understand who, not how. Mm. And I had to learn that lesson very early on because I used to be so focused and so stuck on the how-to when the, re- the reality is I need to figure out who I need to connect with. Because if I can solve that puzzle, the right person will tell me or show me the how-to. And so if you're out there and you're listening and we're talking about the people that you go to, those folks can unlock doors for you that you don't even know exist. Mm. But you got to be out there working those angles and really trying to figure out what's for you. Right. I like that whole concept of knowing that you cannot do it alone. Yep. And being willing to listen. That's yeah. the other thing. You've got to be open to taking that criticism and having somebody tell you, yeah, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Or you should do it this way or try it this way or what have you. But being in the room oh, that's important. with those people is so important. Was it difficult for you to ask for these individuals to be your mentor? Like, how did you approach that conversation, especially to somebody like Joey, who's so busy and just everywhere all the time? That's a great question. So one thing that Joey taught me was um, there's there are two types of mentors you can get. You, you can pay for a mentor or you can get mentored by someone who um, is, is going to do it out of the kindness of the heart. Um, but the person that does it out of the kindness of their heart, they may not always be available when you need them to be available because they could be doing other things. But when you pay for a mentor, you're typically paying for somebody that is doing what you're trying to get mentored in full time. Mm-hmm. So this okay. person is actively in the space. And so I've come to to like paying for, for mentors. Don't get me wrong. Of course, I I love to have um, high-value added conversations and network and meeting people, but I found that the the relationships that I've invited into my life that I've paid for has yielded me more returns. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's it's okay for a mentor to say, "I'm worth this X, Y, and Z." Absolutely, and I think it's also okay for a mentor to dedicate their time, you know, um, differently volunteering than being paid. So I can see that. How many mentors do you have currently? I have, I have a ton of mentors. Okay. Um, and it, even friends can, can be mentors. Yeah. You know, people can mentor you in, in different ways. Mm. Um, people can mentor you and, and, and through one conversation can just be a mentor mentee moment. Yeah. But core mentors, I have five, five, five. core mentors. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, I'm behind. Jenny only has one, so I need to catch up. <laughs> but that that one could be all five. 
You know what? I, I feel like one person can't be five people. Yeah. Listen, you can do one thing amazing. Yep. You can do five things, maybe, maybe good. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest, right? Because you can't. Women are master, you know, multitaskers, but that doesn't make them excellent at things. So I think that's good that you have multiple people in different realms to sort of give you advice. Cool. Absolutely. So let me ask you this question: How do you apply these? these mentorships, this advice to real estate, mm. and what are some of the tips and tools that you've used recently that have been successful for you? Yeah, so um, one thing that, that I, and I'll stick with Joey on, on this topic, one thing that Joey taught me is to think big mm. and, and not play small because playing small will never get you over the edge. It will never get you to where you want to go faster, quicker, um, and more efficiently. And so I think big. And, and and I'm thinking so big that, that sometimes I even I wonder like, dude, what what are, you, what are you talking about right now? What what am I what am I what am I referring to? So over the last five years I've been buying duplexes, triplexes, four units, and I'm actively now seeking thirty to fifty unit large multifamily buildings. All right. And it's it's okay to to get your foot in the game and and get started, but at some point you got to start thinking big because the same level of effort, time and energy that it takes for you to manage a 3 unit is the same as a 10 unit. Right. Except we just have more cash flow and we have more personality to deal, to deal with, but now you have more income coming in from these assets where you can hire somebody to ultimately deal with those personalities for you. So you have to delegate to elevate, is what Absolutely. you're saying right now. I made that up myself. Delegate to elevate, I like that. What, what do you know about that? Can you I can. borrow that one? Yeah, absolutely, you can. All right. <laughs> so let me ask you this question with these multi-unit properties. What have been some of your obstacles and your biggest achievement um, through Upgrading and thinking big. You know what? Right now, I think the real estate market is going through an interesting um, phase because if you're actively looking at anything on the market right now, most things that's coming on the market now there there are still a ton of diamonds out there um, in the rough. But right now, what we're seeing is there's a ton of multifamily properties that are overly inflated, and the the reason why I like real estate so much is because of leverage, right? Mm -hmm. Real estate is one of those assets that you can acquire through leverage. And to make some of these deals make more sense, instead of us putting 25% down, you almost got to put 40% down, 50% yep. down. And just to make the cash flow and make the numbers work for all limited partners and everybody that's, that's involved, and that defeats the purpose of, of leverage, you know, leverage is for us to be able to use other people's time, money, energy, and effort. And that's the one challenge that we've been been seeing in, in, in the marketplace. So we've pivoted to really having those conversations with folks that we know that are actively in the space, mm. um, one. And then, two, trying to figure out if we can create a channel of us being able to get off-market deals, Right. How do we find that person that doesn't even realize that they need to sell? Creating the opportunity. To, creating the opportunity and being able to ultimately create the price, essentially. Got it. Yeah. Right. 
Okay, and let's see, from that perspective, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to get into the industry, Yep. maybe doesn't know where to start, or is skeptical, or not, or scared to go big? Yeah, I would say get educated as quickly as you can. You know, there, there is no rush. Real estate has been here for the last 100 years. It will be here for another 100 years. Mm. Um, real estate is... You're probably listening to this episode in some form of real estate. We're, we're filming this in, in real estate. Right. So real estate is not going anywhere. So it's okay to be patient. Mm. Um, but patience doesn't mean lack urgency. Right. So you should be heavily prioritizing your education, reading as many books as you can, listening to podcasts like this, and getting out and networking. The three most important words that one of my mentors told me was meet the people. Because who, not how, and it's the people that can actually unlock doors for you. So even if you're in a place right now where you don't have the money, you don't have the education, you feel like you lack the resources, get out and meet the people. Go on Eventbrite. Go to Meetup. Mm -hmm. Go to networking events. You will be surprised with the amount of people that's out there that would genuinely help you get to where you want to go. And you know what, I think that that opening doors comment that you made is key because you don't have all the keys to every door. Yep. But if you meet the people, you can easily get the door open without having to, to fight. So vulnerability, education, I think is really key because in, in my personal perspective, I won't speak with you, but I've met a lot of realtors as a mortgage loan officer and a lot of them don't know what they're doing. Mm. So it's refreshing for you to say, you don't just jump in full throttle. You got to know what you're doing. You yeah. have to be educated. So I appreciate you sharing that. Absolutely. And and I, and I want to add this point too with, with meeting the right people. So there's, there's two types of people. So three, excuse me. Um, there's that person that you can meet that unfortunately they don't have any value that they can provide to you. Okay. It's up to you to over time find out who those people are. Right. And what they look like and how they communicate. And this is you being able to get in position to apply wisdom so that you can accelerate faster. And then you have the second type of person that can get you to where you want to go but you got to take the stairs to get there. It may take okay. you a while. But then you also have folks like Jenny that can get you to where you want to go, and Jenny will point you to the elevator, mm. and you can get there a lot faster. So you got to figure out which of the three people are you talking to when you're having conversations. And the quicker you can identify those folks, the quicker that you can ultimately get to where you want to go. So in these rooms of networking where there's hundreds of people. Yep. Give us one secret. Give us one tidbit. How do you filter the good, the bad, bad, and the ugly? Great, great, great question. First thing is, if you're going to a networking event, here's, here's what I do. Whenever I'm going to a networking event, I'm wearing a watch. Mm. Okay, you got to go to a networking event, and you have to wear a watch. When you wear a watch, there's something about looking at your watch, looking down at your watch when you're having a conversation, where the other person knows that you don't have a whole lot of time, one. Two, they instinctively recognize that you value time as well because you're looking at your watch. And three, you wanna make sure that you're wearing a watch because I give each conversation no more than seven minutes. 
Okay. Okay. It doesn't take me more than seven minutes to figure out if I want to exchange contacts with you, one, B, did I find value in this conversation? And then three, do I want to follow up with them, follow up with them after the event? So when it comes to having these conversations, the key to identifying which one of those three people you're speaking with is by asking the right questions. Okay. You have to ask the right questions. And, and I think that's, a, that's actually a skill. You know, a lot of folks don't, don't realize that asking questions is what can help you bridge that gap between where you are and where you want to go. You know, and so one of the questions that I always ask is, what are you doing right now? to solve a problem five years from now. It'll make somebody think, what are you doing right now to solve a problem five years from now? And the answer to this question allows me to be able to see, is this person one goal oriented? Because most most goals, we got short-term goals, we got long-term goals as well, but it gives me the opportunity to be able to see, is this person goal oriented, A, B, are they working towards something long-term? And it doesn't even have to be a problem. It could just be a goal, just something that they're working towards. What are you trying to accomplish five years from now? Because the people that I associate myself with, we essentially, we we share the same value systems. We're all working towards something. We're always, we're all looking five years out. Mm. Some of us 10, 20 years out. And we got our five-year goals, and then we break them down into short-term goals. And then we break it from short-term goals to strategic 90 days, quarterly quarterly goals. Right. Right. So how are we showing up for strategic 90s, annuals, and not five years? Yeah. So that particular question gives me the opportunity to be able to see, is this person a visionary? Mm. Are they working towards something? Cool. So that's, that's one question that I ask. Yeah. Are they motivated? Yep. Are they strategic? Yep. And are they actually getting it done? Yep. Right? That's a great question to ask. Absolutely. Really, really good question. So in that seven minute period, have you ever been in a situation where like, I can end this in about two? And how do you like sort of weasel your way out? Yeah, so that is a good one. Because you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste your time. Time is of the essence. You got that watch for a reason. You got that watch for a reason. And you say, hey, you look down at your watch. You say, hey, there's somebody in in this room that I've been dying to meet. Love and that. they just walked past. Would you mind if we revisit this conversation at a later point this evening? Love that. You know, if time permits on your end and if time permits on my end, I would love for us to continue this conversation. But right now, I've been I've been dying to have this conversation with someone else. Would you mind excusing me for a bit? I love that. I love and it. Just Professional to the point. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good day. Absolutely. I love it. I love and, it. And if you want... Pass, hand him or her your card. I will on on a way on a way away. Hundred percent. So in a room of two hundred people, you knock out two hundred people. Maybe you only meet half. Yep. Because you find I know that there's these people that you meet where you just don't want to stop the conversation. It's so good. But I think if you go in strategically from a networking perspective, especially in real estate, you have to move strategically. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Absolutely. That tidbit of gold. I feel like it's important. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. Are you in any other realms other than real estate? Yes. So I, I do own a tax advisory firm where we provide tax planning, tax preparation, and tax representation to individuals and small businesses. 
Okay. And how long have you been in that industry for? I've been in the tax space going on five years now. Okay, great. Great. And do you have any events or things that you would like to share for, for people to know about? Yeah. So Magnolia Tax Services is sponsoring an event July 25th in Milwaukee, um, hosted by the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors Young Professionals Network. And there's going to be about 200 to 225 people there, realtors, investors, home inspectors, loan officers. And we're going to be having a big party, right? And that party is about wealth creation. I love that. Figuring out how we can pass the torch forward, but bridge the gap between where folks are now as it relates to where they want to go. Beautiful. So a networking opportunity and an educational opportunity all in one, plus a beverage maybe. Or two. Or two. I love it. And where can people find you? You can find me on all social media platforms at underscore, underscore, Mr. Marshall. I love that. It was a pleasure. What a great conversation. Yeah, it was. Thanks I for can't having wait. Me. I can't wait until the next podcast. This is good. This is good stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you.